I want to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you can make better decisions in your life. Today, we're doing a special episode of our podcast with a guy who, you don't know this, Scott, but you have been a hero of mine for a long time. Well, with an intro like that, I don't know how I can live up to expectations, but the feeling is mutual, Clark. I so appreciate you having me and appreciate your uh, just hard, diligent work. You know, looking out for people just trying to, to, to save some money here and there. Uh, uh, I feel like we're on a, a, a similar mission. So thank you. Well, uh, you are Scott Kyes, who I used to think it was Keys, and then I learned over time it's Kyes, even though you spell it like Keys. And you are the founder of something that I look forward to every day. And for about a year, I wasn't looking forward to it because all it would do would be upset me. And that's Scott's cheap flights. A thing you do where you have the same kind of joy about travel and adventure that I do, and you have the same philosophy that I've always had, which is what I've always told people is buy the bargain and then figure out why you want to go there. Mm, I love that. That's so well put because so often the way folks tend to traditionally and normally search for flights, it's as though there's only one place in the world we want to visit. You know, we put on blinders and say, I really want to go to Paris. And Paris, and, and, and we search for our flights as though it's the only place in the world that would interest us, no matter what the price is. You know, I don't care, you know, if it's a thousand dollars, whatever. But the thing is, I think most folks are like me and you, where really there's hundreds, thousands of places in the world we would love to visit if the price is right, if there's a really good sale. And, you know, part of why I wrote this book and part of my mission at Scottsdale Flights is to try to show folks, you know, don't just laser focus on one place. Understand that deals are popping up all the time everywhere. They're a bit unpredictable. But when that $200 round trip flight to Japan pops up like it did a couple weeks ago, well, maybe you were hoping for Paris, but would you go to Japan for 200 bucks? I think most people would say yes. And so that's the way you should be approaching your vacations. And people think that you and I are crazy who are not spontaneous sorts. And my thing is, this is what I've always been about. And I, uh, long, long ago, before you were born, I was a travel agency owner when people used to have to go to a travel agency to buy tickets. And we used to put out an alert to our customers when there would be a freaky sale somewhere and people would would just be so excited some people about hey i can't believe there's that wonderful deal to wherever and then other people would be why are you wasting your time saying that you know i'm not interested in that but there's a significant number of people who when they see a scotch cheap flights email come into their email in basket they're like you even if they're having a crummy day or it's raining outside suddenly they are so excited oh my goodness look when that 200 dollars round trip flight to japan pops up and i keep bringing this up because this is i mean thousands and thousands of people i heard from in the past week or two who booked this flight you know from from living in new york and san francisco and chicago and atlanta in dayton ohio jacksonville north carolina were able to get these cheap flights that was not only an unexpected just incredible deal that popped in their lap that was the best thing that happened to them on that day 
on that week, probably that month. And when you get a deal like that, where it's not only somewhere where you figured, look, maybe sometime in my life, I'll hope to visit Japan, but to wake up one day and just be like, I didn't expect to be booking a flight to Japan today, but when I found out that there were $200 round trip flights there, oh my goodness, yes, I'm booking that right now. And to, to have that sort of serendipity, to let the flight deal guide you, to let that excitement when the deal, when a great fare pops up determine where you go, it's such an exciting thing because you didn't even necessarily plan to be booking flights to Japan, and yet here you are, the proud owner of $200 flights. So this is really funny, and I'm smiling because I'm thinking if my wife was watching us right now or listening to us right now, she would say, uh, now, when did you have Scott? When did you have that son you've never told me about? Because you sound like you're like the same person. Because I'll tell you a funny story. In 1997... United posted a sale from the east coast of the U.S. mainland to Honolulu for a 178-round trip from a bunch of different cities. And at that time, going to Hawaii from the eastern part of the country was even more money than it is now because of lack of competition. And so I went on the air, and I started talking about this sale. And this was when you had to go to a travel agent to buy a ticket. And I caused these lines at travel agencies around the country. People were furious at me in the business. And CNN did a segment about whether or not I should be prosecuted for talking about this fair. And that I had caused this great financial harm to United Airlines promoting this thing that they had apparently posted as an error that was supposed to be like uh, 1,078 or whatever, and it posted as 178, and that people bought tens of thousands of these tickets in the eastern part of the country, and should I get in legal jeopardy for this? I mean, that's how, if you go back a generation, this was something that was not accepted like what you do now. You you were running the original Clark's Cheap Flights. I love it. It's wonderful. You are helping people get those deals before Scotchy Flights ever existed. So great. Well, I'll make it even worse. I used to do a fax that people could subscribe to, and they got a fax from me once a day of the bargain airfares that existed when people used to have fax machines, believe it or not. And oh, people my paid, goodness. This is amazing. Paid me, they paid me 50 cents a fax to get one. So when I first heard about you is it five years ago that you launched scotch cheap flight yes six years ago now is when it became an actual business and eight years ago when it first started as a hobby okay so you you started doing this just because you would burst with excitement every time you saw a special fair and you would want to tell people about it. That, that, that's exactly right. You know, I was not one of those sort of aspiring entrepreneurs who really wanted to start a company and was just looking for his million dollar idea. I actually never thought about becoming an entrepreneur. I know it was never something I was never interested in. I was just a guy who was not making much money who really wanted to be able to travel. And I started studying airfare, was watching it, learning why is it really expensive one day and really cheap the next day. 
getting really good at searching. And when it all culminated was in 2013, when I found uh, still to this day, the best deal that I've ever gotten in my life, which was nonstop from New York City to Milan for 130 bucks round trip. This was on United Airlines, included free check bags. It was incredible. And again, you know, we talk about those Japan deals. People had no idea to book it. I woke up that morning. I had zero intention of booking a flight to Milan. I had never thought about visiting Milan. I am not a fashionable guy. But the, you know, when a $130 round trip nonstop flight pops up to Italy, you, you don't have to tell me twice. Like, I'm going to book that flight. And so when I got back from this great trip, you know, I guess all my friends and coworkers had heard about that fair. And they said, hey, Scott, you know, I heard about that great deal you got. Listen, Next time you find a deal like that, can you let me know so I can get in on it too? And so rather than having to remember, you know, every single person I was supposed to let know, I decided, why don't I just start a simple little email list? And this way, anytime I find a future deal, I can just let everybody know at the same time. You know, in that moment, Scott's Cheap Flights was born, but I had no idea at the time because it was just a hobby. It was just something I was doing for fun for for my friends to let them know. And 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 that's what it was for a few years until it finally got large enough that I, I'm almost a little embarrassed to admit this. It finally got large enough that I graduated out of the free tier of MailChimp and had to start paying them $50 a month in order to <laughs> continue sending these emails. And I was like, I don't want to pay MailChimp in order to email deals to my friends. But clearly, there's a lot of interest in this thing. I wonder if there's some way I can just make back that $50 a month, break even, and then continue go, uh, you know, on, as it were. I remember, I remember when you first did your tentative moves to charge for the subscriptions to Scott's Cheap Flights, and your emails that I was on your email list were kind of apologetic. You were, like, embarrassed asking people to pay money, and what you have is invaluable to people who have the travel bug. You know, I, I again, I am not a natural businessman. This was not somebody coming at this as an entrepreneur. This is somebody who is, and, and still to this day, frankly, gets a little uncomfortable, gets very uncomfortable asking people to, uh, hey, would you be willing to support this? Would, is this something you would buy? You know, I've obviously gotten to the point where I've realized, wow, this is something that people actually place a lot of value on, that this is not a charity. People aren't making a donation to me. They're doing this because they want to make sure that they're notified, that they know when that $200 Japan deal pops up or that $300 Paris deal pops up. But the thing that really uh, uh, kind of seems so obvious in retrospect, but was not obvious at the time, is that people really love cheap flights. People love cheap flights. And I, you know, I, I like I sort of had in my head, of course, who doesn't love cheap flights? But I didn't really realize that, wow, you know, this is something that people would actually pay a subscription fee in order to be notified when they pop up. Because, you know, nowadays, things like uh, uh, Substack exist, Patreon, you know, there are all sorts of places where subscript digital subscriptions have become the norm. But rewind to 2015, the idea of paying a subscription for an email service is, was not a common thing. This was not something that was, you know, tested. And so it was a real leap for me to try to see if this will work out. And man, I'm so grateful and thankful to OG subscribers like yourself who were there supporting it from day one because it's allowed Scott's Cheap Flights to grow to what it is and now being a company of not just me, myself, but 40 people on the team helping trying to find and, and send out cheap flights every single day. Now, um, you know, let's talk about something that gave you the time to write your book and a real crisis that occurred to you. And that is 
the pandemic that cost so many people's lives here in the United States and around the world and basically shut down air travel, you had built up this very successful business and then bam, out of nowhere, something you could not control came in and suddenly the last thing people wanted to do was open an email and see where a deal was. How did you survive emotionally and as a business through the year when um, travel was not a real thing in most people's lives? It was absolutely gut punch because, you know, I mean, this time of year ago, not only was it terrifying seeing what COVID was doing to the to the country, to the world, but also it's terrifying seeing what it was doing to the travel industry. I mean, you know, flights down 90%, 95%. You know, we were a company who was relying on people wanting to take vacations in order to, to fund it, which in, in, in normal time seems like such a no-brainer. Of course, this isn't going anywhere. But then all of a sudden, a global pandemic that shuts down travel. And so there were two kind of North Star goals that we set for ourselves early on. Uh, first was to make sure we were doing right by our members and helping them in their, uh, you know, time of, of, of trying to of uncertainty, because for a lot of folks, you know, not only was there massive, massive layoffs and un- economic uncertainty, but for a lot of folks, you know, they had flights that they had booked that were obviously getting canceled, but they were sitting there fighting with the airlines on whether or not they were going to get a voucher or whether or not they were going to get the refunds that they were legally entitled to. But for most folks, they didn't necessarily know that they were legally entitled to it because, you know, why should you have to know what the minutia of Department of Transportation regulations are? Like, that's our job. And that's what we were sitting there trying to educate our members about. Yes, when an airline cancels or significantly changes your flight, by law, you are eligible for a refund if you want one, a refund in full, cash refund. But the airlines were not necessarily going to be proactively telling po- folks about that because they would prefer you take a voucher because that keeps the money in their pocket. So trying to make sure that our members were educated. And then the second part was really trying to do right by our team. Um, you know, we like, like I mentioned, we had thir- you know three dozen folks working for Scottsheet Flights whose families were depending on us to be able to continue to put food on the table. And so our goal, you know, we kind of set out set out a six point triage plan of, all right, if we hit this mark, here's what we're going to do. Here's if we hit this mark, here's what we're going to do. And the step one was um, if we you know things drop this bad, uh, myself and then our CEO Brian will cut our salaries to a dollar. Because we want to be able to make sure we say we want that to be the very first thing we want to take, you know, then it would be leadership team and only on step six would be we would think about uh, uh, salary reductions for the team or layoffs and everything we were trying to do was to try to avoid having to get to that point of layoffs. Thankfully, so, so grateful we were able to as we pulled together as a team, we were only down, frankly, 5% on the entire year, which was I could not have ever imagined my wildest dreams considering what we went through over the past 12 months that SCF would only be down 5%. We did not have to do any layoffs. I'm so, so grateful for that. And we're already back to growing again because people are excited now to travel, excited to take those trips that we all missed out on over the past year. And it just feels such a blessing to see so many uh, uh, vaccinations and shots in arms and people excited to start to get back to normal life. I flew a couple of days ago out of LAX, and the flight was not only 100% full, but they left people at the gate. Wow. And that, that, that about, says it all right there. Yeah. I mean, gosh, but people are excited. People are, are speaking with their, you know, voting with their feet, as they say. 
So what are you recommending to people right now? Because we've got this crazy situation where suddenly it seems like all in the last two weeks, people have said, hey, I'm going to travel again. I want to book. And they book a, a flight they see on Scott's Cheap Flights, or they get an email from an airline with some special deal or whatever, and they buy it. And then they go to book a rental car, and they find out it's $2,000 a day if there's even one available, or even like three or $400 a day in a lot of cases. What are you telling people to do? Because, I mean, imagine a lot of places you go to, if you can't get a car rental, the trip is useless. I mean, other than you're getting frequent flyer miles flying there and back and staying in the airport. Yeah, I tell you, it's so funny, you know, for most of of sort of for, for years, for decades, uh, the flights were the hard part. That was the real kind of mental hurdle for most people in, in, in arranging travel. And once they got the flights booked, you know, OK, well, yeah, we could figure out hotel. We can figure out car rental pretty easy. Now it's like, wow, we are awash in deals. We are so many cheap flights available. It's the car rental that is really giving people fits right now, because like you said, we're in this moment of, of folks are calling it the car apocalypse. The rental car agencies had sold off their fleets early in the, you know, this time a year ago. And now uh, as travel demand really uh, rebounds quickly, not only do are their fleets far, far diminished from what they were, but they're not able to refill them because there's this semiconductor chip shortage, which means that there aren't that many new cars for them to buy. And so the result is, like you mentioned, you know, I saw a thing on in Maui, the cheapest car rental on the entire island in one recent week was $750 a day. Um, so the, the, you know, we almost need a, a Scott's cheap car rentals, it seems like, but the recommendations that I have uh, as far as car rentals, uh, uh, four different things. One, my personal favorite for car rentals, not endorsed to say this, not no kickbacks or anything like that, Costco travel. I found that not only do they tend to have the best rates, again, if you have a Costco membership, you have access to Costco travel. Not only do they have the best rates on car rentals, but they're free to cancel. They include an extra driver and makes it really simple. Second, Turo, T-U-R-O. This is like the Airbnb of rental cars where you can go and rent from somebody who just lives there. They've got a car. Maybe they're not using it. You can rent it. And, and oftentimes it's going to be cheaper than the rental agencies. Third, check out the dealerships. Um, many Subaru dealerships, Toyota dealerships and others actually have, you know, they've got a fleet of cars and they actually have standardized rental prices if you want to rent a car from them that are not uh, the sort of jacked up prices that you see at rental uh, car agencies. And then last one is is check and see if Uber and Lyft are, are, if it's plausible to do them for your trip, because, you know, maybe normally you would just want to rent a car, but if there's only, you know, maybe four or five, six trips you'd imagine needing a car for during it, it might end up, wind up being a lot cheaper just to take Uber and Lyft again, even if it's, it's, it's four or five or six trips throughout your vacation. So check what that is. The, the one, I don't know if I can endorse this, but I, I was very amused to see it. I saw a lot of folks in Hawaii starting to rent U-Hauls to uh, uh, for their family yeah, that vacation. That story has legs. Really feels like a national lampoon. Have done that. It yeah. really feels like a national lampoon type of story. But uh, the the I, the the reason why I'm a bit cautious on that one. Um, not all car insurance, not all auto insurance policies cover you for moving vans the way they do for normal uh, just vehicles. So it's something you want to check out with your own policy. 
So I want you to mention, you mentioned your book a couple of times, and I just went right by it, didn't let you talk about it. So you wrote Take More Vacations because you were staring at the wall during the pandemic and you took all your philosophies and put it into a book, or is it something you always intended to do and you were able to get it done because of the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I, I started working on this, gosh, about two years ago, which tells you something about how the book process goes. You know, we'll have endured an entire global pandemic in between when I started working on the book and when the book actually comes out. But the, um, you know, the reason why I wrote this book was uh, uh, twofold. One, because I'd been getting asked the exact same question for every single day for years. Scott, what is your secret? How do you find so many cheap flights? I want to be able to travel like you. I want to be able to take cheap flights and take more vacations. How do you do it? And so the thing about cheap flights is it's not something simple like a little hack. You know, it's not a promo code. It's not something like clearing your cookies, which, by the way, is a myth. It's not, you know, searching on Tuesday at 1 p.m. It's actually all much more about re uh, uh, upending your strategy. It's all about a whole different approach to finding cheap flights that's allowed folks like myself and folks who follow the sort of lessons in the book to be able to prioritize cheap flights in a way that our normal searching process really doesn't. You know, the thing, but the, the, the real North star for me in this book was when I look at survey data, I see that when folks are asked, you know, what's your top new year's resolution? Uh, what do you most want to do with your free time? The folks say, I really want to travel more. Everybody wants to travel more than we actually do. Now, why is that? You know, it might be because we don't have enough vacation time. Uh, but at the same time, Americans actually leave about a billion dollars, a billion days collectively of vacation days on the table every single year. Most people, even with paid vacation, don't over half of people don't use their full allotment. I don't think it's vacation. That's days. a crime against Isn't humanity. It wild? I can't believe yeah. it. And so I think the mental hurdle for so many of us is booking the flights, is the airfare, not knowing, you know, is the price we see today? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it going to go up? Should I book now? Should I book later? Airfare is one of the most uniquely torturous things that we buy. And yet, if you want to travel, if you want to go more than a state or two away, you basically have to book a flight, much less if you want to travel overseas, go to Europe or Asia. And so this was my sort of response to not only that headache, that lack of understanding of, of how airfare works and how to find cheap flights, but also how finding cheap flights can lead to happier vacations, not just more vacations, but you end up enjoying them so much more because you don't have the same sense of self-imposed pressure to enjoy that trip the way you did when you paid $1,000 to get to Paris and you feel, I've got to enjoy every single moment so much to justify the expense of the flights that I paid for to get over here that you end up more stressed out than before you left. Whereas when you get that $130 flight to Milan, you get that $200 flight to Japan. You're like a gambler gambler playing with house money. You're free and easy. You're relaxed. You're, yeah, I'll have another Aperol spritz. Bring on extra sushi. This is going to be wonderful because I save so much on the flight over here that I can not only splurge and have a better vacation while I'm here, I don't have the same sense of self-imposed pressure to be enjoying and squeezing every single moment. So you take not only more vacations, you get to take better vacations as well. Well, I wanted to talk to you about a big shift about to happen with air travel. And if you go back a little while, we went through a wave of where there were deep discounters for travel to Europe and within Asia, 
We had AirAsia X and its competitors. In Europe, we had WOW and we had Norwegian and we had, uh, what was the one with the P? Prime, I oh, forgot. Primera Air. Primera. Mm-hmm. And we had all these discounters and one by one, they left people stranded different places in the world, went insolvent, and um, in each country's form of bankruptcy. Air Ajax has not done that, but the others have. Mm-hmm. They, and so we're about to have, I read recently, 91 new airlines launch in the United States and for travel around the world and from the United States mm-hmm. to other places in the world. Mm-hmm. And predictably, we're going to have the overwhelming numbers of these go bust. Mm-hmm. How does somebody make the decision to fly one of these newbies that are going to have the absolute dirt cheapest fare or give money to the established airlines that are trying to drive the newbie out of business and are part of the self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. of driving them out? How do you choose hazard reward with all these startups? Because yeah. I mean, we're going to see a lot of them. I mean, there's one that just started, what, this last week out of mm. Burbank? Avalo Airlines. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the way, you know, everybody's got their own approach in terms of how much they value money versus time versus convenience. Oftentimes budget airlines, you know, for all the... the uh, a bad rap that they get. Oftentimes they have the most direct flights, especially on certain routes, especially on domestic routes. If you're going to Vegas, you're going to Fort Lauderdale, oftentimes they have more uh, uh, direct flights. And so for some folks, they'll say, look, I'd rather be able to travel there with nonstop than to pay uh, more to fly Delta and have an extra connection. Um, but this is the way that I personally think about budget airlines. And this is one of the things that I go over in in uh, chapter eight of Take More Vacations is that I tend to personally avoid budget airlines for the most part, but I'm especially grateful for them for helping drive down fares industry-wide. Now, what I mean by that is let's take this recent one, Avello Airlines. Just done, it just launched uh, uh, recently uh, flying flights mostly out of Burbank, California. And as soon as, you know, and they come in with some really exceptionally cheap fares. I mean, $38 round trip to fly over to, to Phoenix or up to uh, Medford, Oregon, or, El- or I think Vegas or elsewhere. And what does American Airlines start doing? They start matching the exact same fares as Avello. And so then all of a sudden, you know, you can fly American Airlines on those routes for $38. And what the reason why I'm so grateful to all these budget airlines, even if you never fly them, is they force the legacy airlines, they force the full service airlines to drive down their prices as well to match them. You know, when uh, uh, Delta first invented basic economy fares when this first came out about a decade ago, the original name for them wasn't basic economy. The original name for them was spirit match fares. And because what they saw was that, wow, all the growth, all the vacationers are flocking to Spirit Airlines, they're flocking to Frontier, they're flocking to these budget airlines where fares are so much lower. We can't compete if Spirit's offering $50 fares and we're offering $300 fares. So we're going to do basic economy, essentially offer a similar type of product and experience to the budget airline and be able to charge similar types of fares. So even if you're never flying Spirit, even if you're never flying Othello, the reason why you're seeing so many cheap flights on Delta, on American and others is because those budget airlines are forcing them to compete. And uh, all of us cheap flight lovers are the winners in that in that ultimate equation. 
See, different than you, I will fly Spirit Frontier and Allegiant, and I know exactly what I'm getting, and I love being able to talk about it when people call and ask me about them. Mm. And uh, it is an experience, mm. and uh, it's... I've got good stories from doing it, but oh, absolutely! The thing- and, and, and the reason the, to, I want to be clear: the reason why I um, tend to avoid budget airlines isn't because I think that the actual onboard experience is going to be that different. I think if you're flying economy, it, it's basically going to be the same. On mo- you know, we might have an inch or two of leg room on some airlines. The reason why I tend to avoid budget airlines on most trips is because if there is a disruption, if the flight gets major delay or cancellation, budget airlines, both A, tend to have much more sparse route networks, so they don't fly as frequently to those routes, and B, they don't have, tend to have partnerships. And so what that means is, let's say you were fly, you had a flight on Norwegian to Rome, and that flight got canceled. They might not have another flight to Rome for three days. And so all of a sudden, right. your vacation is just totally busted. Where if, if you have a Delta flight to Rome, well, not only, you know, if Delta, uh, if that Delta flight gets canceled, Delta's flying another one in a couple hours, or they'll fly you, you know, up to Boston and then over to Rome, or they'll put you on an Air France flight and then get you over to Rome. There's so many more options. So the downside risk tends to be a lot. Uh, uh, a lot better off on the full service airlines than the budget airlines. But to be clear, if it's $500 difference, I'm flying that budget airline. But if it's, you know, 25, 30, $40 difference, I'll generally opt for the full service one just to make sure that if in the event of something bad happening, it won't be too bad. It won't completely ruin the vacation. Okay. So there's something that I've been so curious about. This all happened because of your incredible love of travel. Mm. And we were talking about the vacations people don't take and all that. And I've been wondering for about three years, if you ever get to travel anymore, as you build this business, and you have three dozen employees and all that, and you're sending out these deals all the time, are you now only traveling virtually because you're spending all your time working have you become that guy? I have. It's terrible. I'm just, I feel like my life now is is I, I've traveled so much. Now my role is to help others be able to take those trips. Look, to be clear, I still take trips. I still travel. But it used to be. I mean, I was taking a hundred flights a year five years ago. Uh, it was one. You know, I was traveling a bunch, and then you know. As the needs of the business grew, as you know, I had my uh, uh, my wife and I had our first daughter. Um, Congratulations! Just, thank you, thank you. No, and it's wonderful, and I love getting to to travel with her. But you know, it's a little bit different the types of of things that you're having to prioritize where I am in life now versus where I was in my mid twenties. Um, so I, I still have that kind of wanderlust bug deep inside me, excited every time I get on a plane. Uh, but the quantity is a little bit mitigated from where it was uh, uh, five or 10 years ago. So is it true that a newsletter just came out and your new book is 48 cents for the next hour? (laughs) Well, well, listen, listen. (laughs) Hey, I'm I'm turning tables on you, man. Oh my gosh. Where did you find that sale? (laughs) (laughs) Now, what does it cost for your book? So I believe the list price is sixteen ninety nine. I know that a lot of the major booksellers, so I, you know, I'd really encourage folks to go get it from your local independent bookseller, your which, whichever one is your favorite. But I think most of the uh, uh, places have it on sale at a slight discount for fourteen ninety nine 
uh, on the initial rate. I think the ebook version is a little bit less as well. And there's audiobook available for folks who would love to hear my voice uh, just uh, sing sweet dulcet tones for in, in their ears for um, five or 10 hours. And what does it cost for somebody to subscribe to Scott's Cheap Flights these days? Yeah, so Scott's Cheap Flights is a freemium-based uh, uh, um, service. You can sign up for for the free list, and you'll get a limited number of deals out of your home airport. If you sign up for the premium service, which is $49 a year, you'll get all the deals out of your home airport, including the best deals, including those mistake fares we talked about, and including domestic flights. Well, Scott Kyes, I am so excited for you. And I knew you had magic to you when you were first starting out. And I'm so glad I was right because what you have done is you have brought this joy into so many people's lives every day. People you will never know, people you will never hear from, but who have heard about a deal and experienced a part of the world that you made possible And I think it's just absolutely great. And I wish you continued success. And I want you to take your own advice. And I want you to cordon off some time each year where you take some of these deals like you used to and enjoy the fruits of your labor. Clark, that is so kind. You're you're far too kind. I love getting to live uh, uh, vicariously through those trips that I help others take. I'm going to do my best to take your advice and, and find some time for uh, myself and my family as well. And and let me say what a joy it is to be able to follow in, in the footsteps of Clark's cheap flights all those years ago. <laughs> I can't wait to get my hand on one of those old faxes. If you've still you got know, one I, around, I, don't I know would love to ha- see that. I don't know that we have any anymore because <sighs> we sent them out twice a week with mm. the hottest deals because deals didn't change as often i was gonna say the yeah there were a lot more stable you know yeah. 20 airfare prices 20 25 years ago than they are today where they're changing you know it's really important to see that email quickly because they're changing sometimes by the hour if not occasionally by the minute so uh, i want to close with this i don't know if you know this i take my staff on a reward trip each year wherever in the world goes on sale I've been doing it since 1982 that I take my staff on a reward trip and we have some meetings and all that is part of wherever we go. And we were at the very beginning of coronavirus. Our last staff trip was Barcelona, February of last year. And that was a 200 and something dollar round trip from the East Coast. And we just go wherever in the world is on sale and we've been to every continent on staff trip except antarctica oh man and do you have any job openings if this scotchy flights thing doesn't work <laughs> out listen <laughs> it sounds the, like but, a pretty but the point is when somebody's new on my staff and they know we do these staff trips and all that and they'll say well where are we going people start laughing at them it's a form of hazing don't you get it we go wherever in the world goes on sale and that's the key especially if you want to, if you love travel and you want to experience it. Yeah. The one of the, you know, one of the analogies that I pull in take more vacations, it'd be like asking you, well, Clark, what are you going to have for dinner on July 11th? Like, 
I don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know what 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 pops up. We'll see what what's created. It's not a bug so much as a feature that you know a lot of people get really scared off by that uncertainty. But once you realize, embrace it. Embrace that you don't know what airfares are going to come, but that cheap flights will continue to pop up. And if you prioritize those cheap flights rather than insisting on you know oh I'm going to go to Paris come hell or high water and it might cost me a thousand dollars, but that's just the prices. Well, if you prioritize the cheap flights, then you can take three vacations for the price that you used to pay for one. And that's how you take more vacations. And that's how you're able to visit more places of more of a larger variety of places and take better, happier trips. Well, we're going to end it right there because that's a perfect summary. And Scott Kai's continued success to you. And I look forward to opening the next email from Scott's Cheap Flights. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hope the book does well, too. Take more vacations. Take care. If you're trying to reach Scott, check him out at scottscheapflights.com, twitter.com slash scottsflights, fb.com, you know, Facebook, facebook.com slash scottscheapflights, instagram.com slash scottscheapflights, and soon the whole world, scottscheapflights. And thank you for listening today. I hope you've been inspired to save money on your next trip.